Today's podcast is going to be about miscellany. You'll get those every so often. It'll be a fun ride. Come and join me. You know, I used to be able to drink coffee all day. And I don't mean, you know, like from 7 until 5 or whatever the normal work day is now. I mean, all day. I could drink coffee up until 8, 9 o'clock at night and still go to sleep. Can't do that anymore. Uh, for a number of reasons. One is apparently getting older you know, just makes caffeine affect you differently. And when you have insomnia anyway, it's probably not a good idea to exacerbate it by consuming copious amounts of caffeine. But also... Uh, got this acid reflux thing reflux thing going on which makes coffee kind of painful so i get to work uh, for most people is really late at night but considering i only work at night makes it first thing in the morning for me and i get my coffee and i get a huge cup of water and well I managed to get down maybe four or five sips of coffee before my entire intestinal tract just rebels Uh, gastrointestinal tract just completely rebels it's the heartburn and uh, other things And I actually, a good cup of coffee, I actually enjoy, or I used to, I used to like coffee. On top of, you know, the stimulation was nice, but I used to be able to sleep sometimes, too. And not have heartburn all the time. So those things have changed as I've gotten older. And speaking of things changing as you get older... I, at least according to every media representation I have ever seen, am the only woman in the world to not view menopause as something horrid. I don't, I not only don't mind that I can no longer have children, I'm pretty happy that I don't really have to worry about it anymore. I mean, not mm, that I had a whole lot of worries about it in the last few years since I got divorced. Uh, not a whole lot going on. But, honestly, from the day I first became a woman, I have been looking forward to the day I would stop being a woman. And apparently now... I am safely in the no longer a woman zone. (laughs) I am incredibly okay with that. It's a load off. It's an expense off. It's just really freeing if the hot flashes would stop. It's been a couple of years now, and I really think that the hot flashes should end I don't deal well with heat to begin with. I was always better with cold. If I could have cold flashes, I'd probably be really, really okay. I'd probably be thrilled because I'd be 
you know, not hot and also not able to have kids. And I could skip a couple of tests at the doctor's office whenever I go in. Uh, is there any chance you're pregnant? No. They never believed me before, but now I can say, no, really, seriously, uh, postmenopausal, <laughs> not happening. Uh, also, uh, for me, periods were the worst. I mean, honestly, they were incredibly painful. There were days it was all I could do to stand up. And it wouldn't do to for me to call into work, you know, once a month for a week while I dealt with the pain. So I just pushed through it, which is probably why I've actually got a fairly high threshold for pain, come to think of it. I mean, the last time I broke my foot, it it registered because there was pain and it did shoot through my foot. Oh, and by the way, for background, I've broken my feet six times, three on each side. Yes, it's been fun. I've done that all since I was 40. And, well, I'm not 50 yet. But anyway, so the last time I broke my foot, the, the pain shot through and I once again got to hear the lovely sound of bones snapping. Not quite the same as Foley effects uh, in movies, but pretty darn close. But trust me, if you ever hear one of your own bones snapping, you'll know what it is. And if a doctor tells you you don't, you can tell him he's a freaking fool. Because it's a really hard sound to miss, even when you're partially deaf in one ear, which I am. Uh, so, where was I? I was on miscellany, and then, uh, pain, yes. Uh, the pain of the monthly visit. It, it 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 was it was excruciating. It was absolutely excruciating, and nothing helped it. I, I had a doctor when I was younger put me on the pill to try to help it. I didn't really do a whole lot, and uh, then of course I was told I was never going to be able to have kids, so I went off the pill because I was married and actually was not averse to the idea of having children, <laughs> which, believe me, if you knew my family, you'd wonder why I was not averse. Uh, but uh, still, it was awful. It was awful every single time. They have a name for it. It's dysmenorrhea. Uh, well, here is the thing about me. I tend to name things what they are, including body parts and afflictions. Uh, you can ask my sons because they did not get taught things like wee-wee for their penises. They got taught penis. And when they walked in on me in the bathroom, inserting a tampon, they asked me. I told them what was happening. I, I tried to use kind of general terms, but I, I told them sometimes, you know, once a month, women bleed from a place you don't have because you're boys. And for some of us, it really hurts. But for all of us, we sometimes have to put something up there to help catch the blood. 
which kind of freaked him out, I guess, in hindsight. But I'm, I've always been very big on honesty, oddly enough, uh, coming from my family. In fact, it, it, that is part of what got me in trouble in life, at, at the very least in my marriage, is that I was always honest. Uh, I'll grant you, sometimes I would say something that was absolutely true, but designed to let the other person hear what he wanted to hear. The other person in this case being the awful ex-husband. For example, one of the first times I ever went to dinner at his house when he was cooking, and it was very early on in our relationship, he made three things. A steak, which was really bland, but cooked to the temperature I liked. So he asked me about that, and I said, oh, no, it it, it was cooked perfectly. I mean, you got the temperature dead on. I didn't tell him it. the flavor was really lacking um, and that it was one of the blander steaks I'd ever had in my life. I just said, nailed that temperature. And then he also cooked mashed potatoes, and I cannot stand mashed potatoes. I really can't. I, I, it's a textual thing, a textural thing. It 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 makes me want to vomit. I cannot tell you why. I don't know what it is about the texture of mashed potatoes that makes me want to immediately spit them out as well as regurgitate anything in my stomach that was already there. And I could not figure out a really nice way to say it. So I said, well, they smelled really good. And I tried them and the flavor's really nice, but... Honestly, I I I, ca- I cannot I cannot stand mashed potatoes. I I I, I really can't. It's mm, mm, not a good idea for me to eat them. Which was the nicest I could be about mashed potatoes. The other thing he cooked, and the thing that he was the most proud of, fresh green beans with some red bell pepper rings in it, a little garlic, a little salt, a little pepper. If you like green beans, this probably sounds good. If you like green beans, it probably was good. <sighs> but he asked me about the green beans. So I ate another couple of bites and I came back with <laughs> minus the <laughs> I came back with they are the best green beans I've ever had. Really, because I thought I needed to throw my bone after the mashed potatoes and the lukewarm steak responses. And, And it was true. They were the best green beans I'd ever had. I still hated them because they were still green beans. Green beans are bad. In the words of President Bush the first, I'm a grown-up now. I don't have to eat them if I don't want to. For those of you who don't remember what he was talking about, it was broccoli, and the whole broccoli council tried to sue him for that. It was stupid. Because really, 
I, I don't agree with him on much of what he did, but I do agree with him on you get to be a grown-up. You don't have to eat something you hate. But anyway, so I said, best green beans I ever had. So consider what I just said. Best green beans I had ever had. When the first response was, well, you cooked it to temperature. And the second response was, I really can't eat it. And I'm sorry about that. So the third response is, best green beans I've ever had. Enthusiastically. And it was true. But he didn't hear the part that I deliberately concealed from him, which is that I hate green beans in any way, shape, or form, and I'd really, they didn't ever pass my lips. He heard, best green beans I'd ever had, which is what he was intended to hear. Only I did not intend to eat those green beans every week for the next two years. <laughs> oh, Lord, it wasn't until after we were married that I finally said, I hate green beans. And he said, you told me those were the best green beans you'd ever had. I said, yes. And that was true. They were. But I still hate them. They are green beans. I do not like green beans at all. Can you please not make them anymore? And so from his perspective... At first, yeah, <clears throat> I kind of tricked him, except I didn't trick him, and he eventually got around to that, because we had just started dating, and I didn't want to be rude, and the meal was really awful. I mean, out of three items on the plate, there were two that I absolutely hated and one that I could not possibly eat and the other one was so bland and so full of fat oh that's another textural thing of mine meat fat I uh... oh no even the thought of it has me swallowing and not in a good way uh, it it mm, no it it makes me quite sick uh, I will notoriously trim any piece of fat I can see off of any piece of meat. Drives my dad crazy. But he insists on getting ribeyes when he buys steak for everybody. Uh, knowing that I am going to trim the crap out of that thing. And I can't get him to understand that it, it's, it's texture. It doesn't even have anything to do with taste. It's biting down on it because he'll tell me, Oh, there are no fat. there's no fat on chicken wings, because I don't like to eat chicken wings either. The reason for that is twofold. First, it's incredibly messy. Second, there's fat there that I don't want to eat. And here's the thing. Because it's textural, it's not about taste. It's about texture. I don't care what you say. These things have fat on them, and I can't... I cannot make myself swallow it. If I bite down on it, I want to be sick. I'm immediately going to spit it out just so I don't vomit all over the table. So I know I'm crazy. I'm really picky about food. 
really picky about food. But then, you know, there are plenty of things that I do like. Um, I like most real Mexican food that I've had. Lived in Mexico for a bit. Got to eat actual real Mexican food. It was, it was mostly quite good. There was a street food, actually, that we had one time. I was an exchange student when I was 14. 14 in Mexico as an exchange student could barely speak the language. I mean, I knew what I had learned from Sesame Street growing up in Miami, but it wasn't really very much. And our next door neighbor at home was a Spanish teacher, and she taught me how to say a few things, the most important of which was, ha, where is the bathroom? <laughs> Donde está el baño? That is by far the most important phrase I have ever learned in Spanish, ever. And I heartily recommend if you're ever learning a foreign language, one of the first phrases you learn, even before the curse words, children, is where is the bathroom? Because believe me, that has actually come in handy more than once. Anyway, uh, so there was this street food. We went to see for the third or fourth time La Leyenda which for those of you who don't know Spanish is The Legend which was the uh, movie done by Tom Cruise where he played some sort of elf or something or maybe he was uh, no I guess he was the hero, hero and Mia Oh, I don't remember her name now, but she was the girlfriend in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Anyway, she was the damsel, for lack of a better word, in La Leyenda, which was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But we stopped and got street food while we were waiting for the movie to start. And I got, I don't even remember what it was called, but I remember what it was. It was pinto beans, corn rice and mayonnaise in a cup okay let's go back to the textural thing and the fat thing and oh by the way something i haven't mentioned i hate mayonnaise i hate mayonnaise with a passion i cannot bear to taste mayonnaise to the point where if i'm eating a devil egg and it tastes like mayonnaise at all i am not gonna eat anymore and i might puke Furthermore, I cannot buy tuna sandwiches or chicken salad sandwiches any place because they all use too much mayonnaise. Yes, I use mayonnaise when I use it and when I make it, but I only use enough to hold it together. I don't use a whole lot. In fact, people will tell me, could have used more mayonnaise. I'm like, I left the jar out on the table. Please feel free to add. It won't offend me. I can't stand mayonnaise. Uh, so, this cup full of beans and rice and, you know, whatnot, is at least half mayonnaise. And apparently it's kind of like popcorn. Because everybody really loves it, except I want to throw up. So I eat a couple of bites and then I try to find a way to discreetly toss it. <clears throat> And 
cleanse my palate. So that is when I discovered fruit bars. Real, honest to God, fruit bars. Just fruit and water. Nothing else. And that was in Mexico. Some of the best stuff I've ever had. Coconut, pineapple. Yeah, did not care for tamarind. I, I found it's kind of like... uh cilantro. You either like it or you hate it, and it's kind of genetic. Don't like tamarind. Don't like cilantro, although I will admit neither one makes me want to throw up. They just make me not want to eat any of it at all ever again. So, I discovered the fruit bars, which was great. Um, The other movie I saw in Mexico, there were Three movies I saw in Mexico the entire time I was there as an exchange student. The first one was The Terminator. Never saw it before I got there. Wasn't allowed to. Mom and Dad would have been so upset had they know I wa- had they known I watched it. But all of the other movies in the house were in Spanish. The Terminator was in English with Spanish subtitles. Aha. Helps me learn some Spanish more than uh, where is the bathroom? Now I can say yo revelvo. You ask yourself, what is that? (laughs) Yo revelo is I'll be back. Oh, yes. Uh, Not literally. I think translating it literally would give it an entire different meaning. And basically, rebelbo means uh, return. So, I return. Uh, okay. The third movie... Uh, no. The second movie was Legend, which was also pretty crappy, but very popular in Mexico. I think that might have been where it made most of its box office. Based on how many times I had to see it in the theater. Uh, The third movie was The Philadelphia Experiment, of all things. Really terrible movie. Awful, awful movie. Poorly acted, bad script, production values were not good. But again... It was in English with Spanish subtitles, so every time anybody wanted to take me, which was a very nice thing of them to do, it just would not have been my choice. But I I would go quite happily and be very enthusiastic, and I would not pay a single bit of attention to the plot or anything. Well, at least not after the second time. I mean, it doesn't take heavy viewing to gather what's going to happen in... The Philadelphia Experiment. It's pretty predictable. And, well, anyway. With the Spanish subtitles and the English speaking, I got to learn a few more phrases. So that was helpful, at least, I suppose. Adventures in uh, cinema linguistics? I don't know. Oh, but in terms of Spanish language films... I have to say, I really like Pan's Labyrinth. It is a Spanish-language film. It does have English subtitles. Luckily, at this point in my life, I'm able to understand a little bit of Spanish uh, without having to read the subtitles, but it's really a very good movie. I'm afraid it's probably got a limited audience because 
let's face it, it's high fantasy disguised by World War II Nazism or you know fighting against that. But it's really an excellent movie. I cannot recommend it highly enough. So, oh, speaking of Spanish, the other day at work, I am off the clock. So that means it's somewhere between 6 and 9 in the morning. And um, we get this Hispanic guy in who is looking and looking and looking through the store and like I said, I'm off the clock. I'm just grabbing my stuff, getting ready to go. But I notice he's just looking and looking and looking. And I've seen him before and I know that his English is broken at best. Which, hey, is not a criticism because my Spanish is broken at best. There are some things I remember quite well. Uh, there are others I cannot. I can ask you for directions to the library or if you have any meatballs or the name of your lawyer. Or I can tell you that we do have ribs, but we don't have pork. A whole bunch of random stuff. Uh, however, I can also say, for what are you looking so uh, my manager's trying to talk to the Hispanic guy, asking him what he wants, and he's basically saying he doesn't really speak English, but he's looking for agua. She gets agua, but he's standing right there in front of the bottled waters. <sighs> so after about... Hmm, 20 seconds of this, because I was looking for the guy anyway, and noticed that he was looking around. So about 20 seconds of this, uh, I don't speak English. I don't speak Spanish. I don't know what you're saying. I just, I walked over to the guy and I said, que busca? Which means, what you looking for? And he told me it was blue water with pineapples. I'm pretty sure there was some other stuff in there. So, I don't know, but I did get Aqua Azul con Piñas, which is blue water with pineapples. I got nothing on that. I really don't. I, I tried to help him, and eventually he ended up picking some water, which was not exactly the water he wanted, but it was fine. It was water. So he paid for it and left. And then my manager looks at me and says, you speak Spanish? And I said, yeah, a little. She said, I didn't know you spoke Spanish. Okay, well, it's like only on my application. Again, here's me saying things that I thought but did not say. I said, ah, yeah, just just a little, though. Well, I know I'm rambling, but I told you this was going to be miscellany. So, I think that'll be it for now. Can't say when you'll get the next podcast. Could be in a week. Could be tomorrow. Could be 20 minutes from now. Although 20 minutes is doubtful because it is now 
well past midnight for me. And I should probably not be recording anymore. So, there you go. Oh, but anyway, where I actually started out headed a long time ago, and again, train doesn't run on straight tracks, is uh, one day I was in a restaurant with the boys, and Alder was, gosh, I don't know, 16, I think, maybe, roughly, give or take. And again, I'm having this hot flash, and I'm asking them, is it hot in here, or is it just me? And uh, my older son says, Mom, it's just you. It's not hot. But you're never hot. What is going on? I just looked at him and said, Menopause, babe. He said, Why'd you have to tell me that? <laughs>